Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. We are now learning about additional items that were taken from suspect Brian Koberger's parents' home in Pennsylvania after he was arrested last December. This new information is from separate search warrants that were executed for the home, the garage, a shed on the property, and Brian Koberger's white Hyundai Elantra. Koberger, you may recall, is charged with the deaths of University of Idaho students Ethan Chapin, Zana Kernodal, Madison Mogan, and Kaylee Gonzalez. These new items are particularly damning. Here is what was found. A Smith & Wesson pocket knife. A Taylor cutlery knife in a leather sheath. Another knife of unidentified make. Oh man, I wonder if this is a K-bar. Could it be, or would they have written that down in the warrant? Could it have been left out because it would be damning and prejudicial regarding Koberger's guilt or innocence before he's had a chance to have his trial? Time will tell. I think a lot of people, men in particular, carry at least one sharp object with them fairly regularly, and I'm referring to a knife, by the way, if not all the time. I don't know the statistics, but I suspect fewer women do this. Could be wrong, though. I just don't happen to carry one all the time. But there are three knives listed. As having multiple knives, when you've been accused of a crime like the one in Moscow, Idaho, seem a tad suspicious? I would say yes. Investigators also found a Glock 22 40 caliber handgun with three empty magazines. According to John Jay College of Criminal Justice professor Michael Alcazar, who teaches Introduction to Criminal Investigations, even if this weapon was not used in the crime in Moscow, it could still offer potential evidentiary value. Alcazar told NBC News this, and I quote, the suspect could have had it with him the night of the murder, and have victims' DNA on it. Police are surely going to test the weapon for connections to any unsolved crimes. Maybe he has the gun on his person when he committed these crimes. He might have blood, saliva, sweat from the victims and transferred it to the weapon. There might be some unsolved shootings or homicides we can link to this weapon. I would absolutely test that weapon for that. End quote. The items seized continue. Black face masks. Bingo. Okay, these could just be COVID masks, but if these match the one Dylan Mortensen saw, if, say, they have some sort of distinguishing characteristic, that would be somewhat damning. Black gloves. Hmm. I do find it damning that he's carrying black gloves. We know the perpetrator was wearing all black because Dylan said so. Of course, I don't remember her mentioning 
if he was wearing black gloves. A green leafy substance in a plastic bag and green leafy substance in a green container. Is this parsley for dinner? We know that Koberger is a vegetarian or vegan, and that is not shade toward vegan or vegetarians because I happen to love a lot of people who are those things. Or is it pot? I'm going to lean toward the latter. What other green leafy substances do people regularly carry around? A book with underlining on page 118. The title of the book was not shared. Koberger's AT&T bill. A prescription. A black knit hat. Hmm. A black sweatshirt. A gray jacket. Two pairs of black pants. One pair of black jeans two more pairs of black jeans, a dark green shirt, two pairs of dark colored boots, one pair of brown boots. I would love to know if any of these items are from the Dickies brand. Remember, the police found a receipt at Koberger's apartment with a Dickies brand item listed on it. The warrant also says that documents, vehicle paperwork, books, a prescription, I already mentioned that, electronic items, including Brian Koberger's cell phone, multiple laptops, and a power cable were also seized. The cops also took the following items from Brian's 2015 Elantra. Swabs. Ziploc bag with a pink zipper. Seven quarters. A plastic baggie with a green zipper. 36 dimes. 32 nickels eight pennies, gloves, receipts, goggles, car insurance card and registration, floor mats, hiking boots, a comfort in room key holder and stay information, tire irons, used water bottles, a wrench, a reflective vest, the gas from the car, brake and gas pedals, a door panel, seats, seat cushions, headrests, seatbelts, visor, a band-aid, wrappers, maps and documents, clothing, fiber, and a shovel. Now that last item is scary, a shovel. Does that point to how Koberger, if he is guilty, hid the K-bar and whatever black clothing he wore that night and early morning? Is it common to carry a shovel in one's car? I don't think so, but maybe people do carry a shovel when there's winter weather, when they're taking a long-distance trip and they might get stuck somewhere. That might be a good idea. I live in a sunny state, so I'm not used to snow anymore, but even when I lived in Wisconsin, I did not carry a shovel in my car. I probably should have, though. Overall, the items seized in this search make me think that Koberger likely was not all that careful about disposing of evidence. I also wonder if his father knew about the weapons his son had with him during their road trip home, assuming that the Glock and the sharp objects belonged to Brian. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Now smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, consider a membership, and I'll see you next time.